always struck by whenever God's actions are made ineffective in us. Whenever God's actions are made ineffective in us. We hear in the Gospel about the Transfiguration, and we hear in the preface of today's Mass how the Transfiguration is meant to strengthen the disciples for the day of the crucifixion, that they may have hope in the resurrection. And so Jesus transfigures himself before his three closest disciples, and as we know, it's ineffective, because on the day of his crucifixion, the disciples flee. And so it's interesting that after the disciples see the glory of the risen Lord transfigured before them, they keep the matter to themselves, as Jesus says, but they question what rising from the dead meant. Somehow, the transfigure of Jesus before the disciples is ineffective. He means to strengthen and console them for the day of his crucifixion, and it simply doesn't work. And then we hear in this first reading about Abraham, and Abraham, though he doesn't see the transfigured Lord, does not question what rising from the dead means. He has to believe it, even though the question isn't posed to him. But how and why? We know the story of Abraham is that he's going to have these descendants, and from him will be the people of is will be God's people, eventually the people of Israel. And now he, in his old age, he has one son, Isaac, who at this time of Abraham's sacrifice, Isaac's in his 30s. Like Abraham is not having another kid after this. And God, who has promised that through Abraham, his people will come about, now is asking Abraham to sacrifice his one son, Isaac, his one means of fulfilling God's promise. Not only is God asking Abraham to give up someone who he loves, God is asking Abraham, seemingly, to contradict God himself. God is asking Abraham to contradict God himself, or so it may seem to us. And so Abraham has to wrestle with God as Jacob has to wrestle with God later and wonder, is God a monster? Should I obey him? Should I listen to this still, small voice in my head? Or is God so powerful that if me sacrificing my own son, that God can raise this same son from the dead? God can raise this son from the dead. Abraham does not question whether God can raise from the dead. And the reason is not because he is comforted like the disciples were and encouraged like the disciples were at the transfiguration, but because God put him in a dilemma where it was the only option he had but to believe that God must be able to raise from the dead. If God is not a monster, and God is not a liar, and God wants me to sacrifice my son Isaac, then he must be able to raise Isaac from the dead. Otherwise, his covenant will be proved null. We always hear in Lent on the second Sunday about the transfiguration of Jesus. Because the purpose of Lent is to celebrate the resurrection of the Lord. Lent always ends with the celebration of the resurrection. And so the celebration of the resurrection 
in the last day, what God is asking of us is to have faith in the resurrection from the dead. Lent, as been said before, is not about self-improvement. It's about getting faith in the resurrection from the dead. And so how does God instill that within us? God, has to, God, as he shares with his disciples, he encourages us and he strengthens us with the transfiguration. He shows us what his glorified body looks like. But as we saw with the disciples, that is not enough. The Lent penance should have that character. We should be encouraged and strengthened to see the face of the Lord and to have faith in the resurrection. But the way in which God really makes us into believers of his resurrection is that God has to put us in a dilemma. God has to put us in a space through our penances or through other disadversities in life where the only way that we can believe is to believe in his resurrection because it seems like there's no worldly sense of making sense of what's going on around me. And so that's something that we should be able to seek through our penances. That my penance should put me in a place of human weakness where I have to say, Lord, I'm giving up what I love most. As Abraham gave up his son Isaac, whom he loved most, I am giving up this sin or this good thing that is not a sin. I'm giving that up uh, what I love most so that I can believe more deeply in your resurrection. So that I can believe more deeply in your resurrection. There's this, uh, I checked the Code of Canon Law this past weekend just to make sure I I wasn't um, going against anything that the church teaches here. There's this weird Catholic myth, though, that before we begin Lent, we have to pick the things that we give up for Lent, and we have to stick to those things. We can't change those things in the middle of Lent. And that if we fail in those things, then we sin. These are all weird Catholic myths. First, the Code of Canon Law prescribes that Lent be a time of penance. Okay? It doesn't get any really more particular than that. It doesn't say that we should give up three things. We should give up one thing. And that one thing that we give up, we need to stick to throughout Lent. The Code of Canon Law does not ask us to do that. Because Lent is a time of penance. And that the, one, the two particular things that the code says is that we abstain from meat on Fridays and that on Ash Wednesday and Good Friday, we abstain from meat and we fast. That's all the particularities that we have. And I share that not to say, hey, everybody just relax and take a breath during Lent. I say that because the penances that we should be taking on should put us in a position to where we're regularly or at times failing at them, where we test the limits of our own human weakness to where we grow in faith for the resurrection, where we say, not here, Lord, not am I going to find happiness in this life, but find happiness in the next, where I'm failing in my my desire for the Lord, and I have to reach out and call to him, as Abraham has to be put in a position where he has to have faith in the resurrection of the Lord. And so we ask that the Lord can instill within us a great desire for his resurrection, that we be encouraged and strengthened to seek his face as the disciples were at Mount Tabor whenever he was transfigured, but also ask the Lord for the strength to be weak, the strength to be weak, to be put in situations of dilemma where I have no other opportunity but to believe 
in the resurrection of the Lord.